Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Diane, we're now all we're going to do is talk about dogs. Yeah. I didn't know you were on the dog <laughs> podcast. You brought your baby dog oh, in. Little Bob in. Funny you could see him. He's the most human dog I've ever seen. Yeah, everyone says he looks like he's going to speak. He is. He's he's between a toy and a miniature. I don't know what that. There's a name for poodle. It, but, yeah, well, it's no, a poodle, but yeah. but between size wise, so he's not a teacup. I'm painting a picture for people at home. Yeah. No, he's not a teacup. He's much bigger than a teacup. I don't know what you call it, but um, they're very rare, that size. It's the ideal size of dog, I think. And he's sitting by your side. So we're going to tell everybody more about him in the little nugget extra, yeah. in the what brings you joy extra. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to talk about you in this bit, and he's sitting there keeping an eye on me, which I love. It's properly. I promise I'll, I'll be for you now. <laughs> do, you, do you talk? Does he talk? I give him the voice of sort of Bob Hoskins. Me and my partner, we always think if he spoke, he'd be like, yeah, sort of like a geezer. He's doing, he's having a look around. Yeah, Yeah, that's his voice in his head. Um, I saw something yesterday, um, which I loved. Uh, It was you being interviewed on an American show a couple of years ago. about Seth Meyers. Yeah, about uh, talking about... That was this year. Was it this year? That was the beginning of this year, yeah. And and you said when you were 15, you knew you wanted to be a comedy actress. Yeah, yeah. So was it just that moment? Did you wake up and go, that's what I want to do? I think I'd always loved comedy and uh, it was always very prized in our house to be funny, you know, over everything else, intelligence. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Everything. I'm all for that. Yeah. And uh, uh, so at 15, when I was going, when I went to uh, secondary school, we started doing drama, drama classes and of course, it sort of opens you up if you're a shy person. I was very shy, very quiet, and then and then I realised that if you pretend to be someone else, you can. It gives you confidence because you're no longer this shy person. You're you're being somebody else, and it, I couldn't believe it. I loved it, and I could make people laugh. I I I suddenly became visible after years of being completely invisible. It's very interesting, the amount of people on this podcast 
who open up about shyness. Really? And I, I think it's really important to talk about it because people don't. It's no, weird. It's I mean, weird. I was insanely shy and I still were am. You? Oh, God. I would never have thought that you yeah, were shy. But nobody would think that you would be shy either because of the shows that they yeah. see you do and the stand-up that you've done. And, and people think that, you know, if you're an entertainer, that you, you must be an extrovert. But all the ones I know... Do you want to go down, Bob? Yeah. All the people I know, they're all... Um, Dogs on the ground. There we go. They're all really, really shy, especially actors, because it's the it's the thing, isn't it? You you realise that you can you can be somebody else. Yeah, but I'd say ninety five percent of the people who come on this podcast talk about being shy. Really? All creatives, and I I'm I I now keep saying it. I think shyness is a superpower because look what it brought to you. Yeah. At fifteen, there you were saying that's what you want to do. Oh, there we are. The dog's getting some water. Good. There. You hear that? That's the dog. Yeah. Happy dog. Uh, yeah, there is an element of sort of, I'll show you. Yeah. I'll show you. You think I'm nothing. You just wait. <laughs> when? So the shyness, how did it affect you then before, you, before that moment of drama? I don't know. I don't know whether it was sort of in my genes because all my family have been quite shy people, quiet. You know, no extroverts as far as I know. Come from a long line of shy people. And I think you sort of inherit it a bit. Did people say to you you're shy? All the time. And that makes you think, oh, then I'm shy. Yeah, and then you you become more shy. It becomes a big deal to speak up. That's Bob scratching. Uh, Yeah, it really, all my reports, school reports said... Diane's very shy. Diane's very quiet. She's a very quiet oh, girl. It's just it, it, that the minute you get told that, then you have that yeah, label. You go, and oh, then, that I'm yeah. shy. Okay, right. I'm shy, am I? You so become... how were they the, the school about you then doing drama? Um, I think the drama teacher was pleased to see that I'd come out of my shell. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I'm, I'm, people were just it couldn't couldn't. They were confused that I would be shy and yet I would do all this other stuff. Like it doesn't equate, you know, they couldn't they couldn't work it out. Are you still shy now? Very occasionally I'll be shy and it'll sort of think, I'll think, oh, my God, yeah, that's weird. What, what situations am I shy? Not many, because I think also after doing 10 years of stand-up, you sort of don't give a shit about anything anymore. <laughs> Nothing How the hell do you do stand up? If there's and I love because I was doing telly sales for like eight hours a day, and uh, you know twenty minutes of stand up a night is better than ten hours of <laughs> telly sales a day. Really? Yeah, that's all it was. I thought this is alright. Yes, I feel physically sick, but it'll be over in twenty minutes. Did you enjoy it? No, not at all. <laughs> No, I did. I'm telling a lie. I did. I loved writing, writing something and thinking, I wonder if this will make people laugh and then trying it out. And then if they did, you were like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I wrote this and now people are laughing. That, but that, that was where it ended. I never wanted to sort of tour. I never wanted to do big arenas. I had no real ambition except to get out of telesales. <laughs> OK, so telesales over and done with. Yeah. Um, but there you were. Actually, no, before that, so we're going back again. Uh, you, before that, you wanted to be comedy actress. Mm. And I love that you saw comedy as your thing. And that's quite, you can't go and learn you can't go to comedy school, no, can you? No, nobody tells you how to do it. Um, so my options were Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Festival or drama school. 
And uh, I, I just had no idea, but no one tells you anything. No one knew anything. <laughs> but I didn't think it, it wasn't that alien because the, the, there had been a couple of actors in the family who yes. had been quite successful. So, quite, yes. So I, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. really sort of like, you know, my, my dad was sort of thought it was sort of normal, really, you know. So it wasn't completely alien. So the, those members of the family that everybody seems to always write about, that, oh, did you know she was related to? Oh, did they? Yeah. Um, yeah, when you're doing research. Don't you? Yeah, 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 I suppose so, Hopefully yeah. you don't sit there and Google yourself too much, but there's a lot <laughs> no, of stuff You stop that very early on, Members you? of your family. Um, <laughs> uh, and they always then link and go, oh, isn't it interesting that she did this and Jack did this and yeah. Frank... Anyway, yeah. but all those people... Um, but I love that your parents didn't think it was something strange about, yeah, all right then, yeah. go, off, go and be an actor. Yeah. That's so nice. I think my mum was more sort of like worried about it because she didn't have actors in her side of the family. And I think she thought it would be, I should have like a stable job and then then do some amateur theatre <laughs> on the side, you know. But that wasn't enough. I just felt like if I don't do this, there was a certain point where I thought, if I don't do that, try to do this, I'll always regret it. I think that's a good way of deciding big decisions. Picture yourself as an 85-year-old woman and imagine that you didn't do the thing. Yeah, that's, you're absolutely spot Don't on. you think? Oh, completely. There's so much more Because I did that and that I thought, why didn't I just try it? I would always regret it. Even if I failed, I would be like, well, at least I tried it and I know that it, it didn't work. So you did stand up for a long Ten time. Ten years, of yeah. Doing 20 minutes to get away from telly cells because you yeah. just but you yeah. but you didn't enjoy doing the stand up but you enjoyed making people laugh yeah so it's that's very people yeah. think that's the same thing but it's no. not they're very different aren't they no totally yeah it's weird and, and and I suppose it's a bit like acting you know I sort of I hate all the the goff around it but I I enjoy the the process oh, that sounds so wanky of, of acting you know I love that but it's get. I'm. I'm just not that kind of like. I'm not extrovert at all. You know, you're I not don't like to go to showbiz. parties or you know. Red carpets. I just want to have a nice time and then go home. No, I get that completely. Get yeah. that. So what makes you laugh? Because you make people laugh. I mean, we're, we're gonna we're, we'll we'll talk about all the different shows. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you make. I remember interviewing you, and after interviewing you, I laughed out of that relief of. I, I, you are so funny. You're naturally so funny. Oh, You've funny bones, and I think people have funny bones. You're one of those yeah. people that has ah, funny bones. Yeah. But what makes you laugh? When do you know that something's funny to then pass on to somebody else? I think if it makes me laugh, I think you should never think, "What will people laugh at?" Because I think you always, if you try and second guess a kind of like imaginary general public. It never works. But if you try to make yourself laugh or a, f a close friend laugh, I think that's when you come up with the best stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's really an interesting way of thinking of it. So you don't think this don't is going think, to make a will room... People make, will people laugh at this? I always think. I try and make my best friend laugh or, or myself laugh. What would make me laugh, you know? So what makes you laugh? I think it's changed over the years. When I was younger, I used to like watching Peter Sellers... You know, as the Pink Panther. Yeah. I couldn't believe how funny he was. I thought that was the best thing in the world. And Laurel and Hardy. Falling over. Slapstick. Falling then. over. There's oh. nothing funnier than somebody falling over. 
Thank you. Yeah. Walking into a tree. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Falling down a manhole. <laughs> yeah, but yes. it has to look really real. Yeah. Tripping down you know, the hill. You yeah. trip. Well, Philomena oh, can't. I love a trip. She does love a trip. Yeah. I Did you put the trips in? Hey? Did you put the trips in? I put the, yeah. Yeah, just because I'm frightened of people being bored, so I just trip up. <laughs> I think nothing really happens here, so I'll just trip up. There's nothing funny than someone trying to be sort of po-faced and serious and then tripping up. It's great. It's my favourite thing. I'd love it if Lucy Worsley fell over. <laughs> you know, that'd really cheer me up. That's why I love a blooper. <laughs> Everyone loves a blooper oh. reel. You do anything and people go, but when are we going to see the bloopers? Yeah, because they want to just see people, people fall yeah. over. It's yeah. not just... Hello. Sorry, you're... Do... Yes. You come Sorry. on to say yeah, hello. No, it's all right. You want to come up here? Come on then. No, oh no. no, I thought you wanted to get up. Um, she just recognises uh, you. So let's go to, to Philomena uh, because it's so funny. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny. It's funny. And, <laughs> and is it true that they wanted you to be put on this posh accent? Yeah, yeah. That was at Philomena. Um, Charlie wanted a sort of... Uh, Someone who was going to be the polar opposite of Barry Shippies, who was another yes. character on his show, who was very working-class London. And he didn't want to have another working-class character on because he didn't want it to look like, oh, look at thick working-class people, aren't they funny? <laughs> <laughs> so he thought, well, we'll have a, we'll have a posh character. And uh, so I went in doing my best posh, but, but at home when, you, when I was practising, you know, I tried it in my own accent, and it for some reason it just worked much. It was much funnier in my own accent. I don't know why. I've always loved his writing. Like Charlie Brooke has always been like I was always a huge fan. You know, when you just had like a a column every Saturday, yeah. and my dad, who rarely laughed at anything, would be like in bits laughing at Charlie's column. So it's weird now that he's sort of writing for me. You know, that's so lovely. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So you you did it in your own accent yeah. and you've made and it. And they went, oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. That's much just, I mean, my, so my kids who aren't so little now, but um, 21 and 16, they quote, uh, they quote you, they quote her all the time. It's very like, quotable, oh, isn't it? Oh, my God, it's so funny. Apparently it's big on TikTok. It's massive. <laughs> and all the, so my 16-year-old, at school, they all quote Philomena Kunk to one another. That's funny, isn't it? And I love, but that's great. You wouldn't, if you looked at that on paper, if you didn't see it, mm. but if you read it on paper, not looked at it on paper, if yeah. you read that on paper, you go, all right, a bunch of 14, 15, 16 year olds were obsessed with that. Mm. That's it's madness. It's great isn't it? that it's broken through. Yeah. I think there's, there's nothing else like it, you know, on TV at the moment. Yeah, please say there's going to be more. Oh, yeah. Oh. I think there'll, there'll be more. Yeah. And and the people, do you think people now know, the, the experts, they now know, surely? Oh, yeah, now they're all rocking up saying, oh, my daughter told me to do this. I don't know what oh, it is. Oh, really? But apparently it's quite funny. Um, and they look good on it. They look like yeah. they've got a great sense of humour if they do it. <laughs> but when they, did, when they didn't know, that must have just been the best joy for you to do. Yeah, well, even now when they know... They they don't know what I'm going to ask them. And really? Yeah, they they don't get like a list of we're going to ask you this. And oh, this. I see. Okay. And uh, and and we interview them for about an hour each. You know, 
So we'll start off really, you know, lull them into a false sense of security and then <laughs> and then make them admit to really stupid stuff. Oh, it's just... but It's, it's my favourite thing because the, the, you can say anything in the interviews. But who yeah. would Philomena most like to interview then? Oh, Trump. I mean, imagine that, con con Trump. He'd never do it, would he? But, I mean, imagine. <laughs> he probably would. Or Reese would. Mogg. I'd love to uh, interview him. Go to town. What would what would you say? What would uh, you oh, it'd say be to really Trump? offensive. What would you say to Trump? Oh, I don't know. After all, I think. I mean, there's so much, isn't there? There's so there's much. There's a wealth of material. Oh my God! I want to listen to that podcast. <laughs> Everyone would. It's the dream booking. Can't <laughs> get him it. though. Famously, he's very busy. Okay, so <laughs> Reese Mogg and Trump, and you need a third. Always best of three. So who's the third one? God. What do you think? I'm thinking quite a lot of people. I am. But they're all political. Yeah. Do you know what I'm thinking of? And I can't remember her name. Who? The woman who was Prime Minister for three minutes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Now you've done Darren Brown on me and I can't remember. You it. can't remember. Liz Truss. Liz Truss. Thank you. That's so weird. Thank you to the team behind the glass. I couldn't remember Tom her name. Joe. That's yeah. so weird. No, Liz Truss. Truss. That's who I'd like to see. Truss would be great. Oh, cunk with Truss. Yeah. The thing is, I think they'd be scared of looking stupid, so they wouldn't do it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Can you tell us what the next series is going to be for her? Well, they've started talking about it, and I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what it is yet, but I think they're going to start writing it and then see if it's got legs. But the the thing is, I feel like we've done everything now. We've sort of mentioned philosophers and history, uh, art, everything. We've sort of covered everything, apart from astronomy, maybe. We haven't gone up into the... The stars. But couldn't it be kunk on, like she did kunk on Britain, couldn't it not be kunk on America? Yeah, I think we were going to do that and then um, and then lockdown. Okay, so we'll, we'll wait in, for that. So we so I'm pleased uh, there's going to be more it. of that. Um, can we talk about Mandy as well? Yes. Because uh, does the person know who they are yet? 
Because is, is this true that you wrote Mandy and you've got somebody in mind? Yeah, yeah. Do they know it's them yet? No, no. How can they not know it's them? And a lot of people think because there was a documentary on Netflix of some woman and she admittedly she does look a lot like <laughs> Mandy. But it's not based on her. But everyone thinks it is. Who's, got, who's the her There's on a woman Netflix? on Netflix who talks about alien abduction. And people are like, oh, is it her? Because she's got the same hair and look. But the 90s Manchester, there was loads of women dressed like that. So, but do, does but the... They, no, the person... They, the thing is, it's not just based on this one person. Oh, I see. It's like, it's like probably three or four elements of, of, of three different people. Because I had this, this picture of that person sitting at home. The mouth is one, a girl at school. And does that girl at school know? No. Have you ever said her the name? No, I could never do no, that. No, don't do that. Could, oh, I could never no. do that. Well, but you know, some people go, oh, I don't think it's funny that she's got Bell's palsy. Well, well like, obviously she's not got Bell's palsy. She's just biting the her... inner gum of her mouth. She's, she's chewing her face. She's chewing her face. Have you not seen people do that? That. <laughs> it's not Bell's palsy, mate. I didn't think that was funny. I get people on Twitter going, oh, you think it's funny, do you, having a character with Bell's palsy? What? No, it's not. Hey, really? It's not Bell's palsy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so this person, so they're going to be more Mandy? Yes. Oh, you see, fantastic. Yeah. Um, but we have to go to the other show, which um, I think, you know, I'm obsessed with because I think I message you every single time there's any Motherland on. Oh, Motherland, yes. Yeah, and Afterlife as well. We'll go to Afterlife. But Motherland and Sharon, Sharon Horgan just is... Yeah. You and Sharon... Everything they, she touches turns oh, to gold. But the idea of you and Sharon, will you do more stuff together? Because i that is my... She's so busy, isn't she? She never stops. I don't know if she fits it all in. I was about to say it was my fantasy and it was going to sound really weird. That was a bit kinky, yeah. Let's not say that. <laughs> I won't say that. But no, so Motherland, that yeah. is just... It was genius. Is do you that know true? what? That's got, uh, well, it sort of looks like it. No, please. I know, but you never know, do you? You never know. Please don't say But the that. thing is that the kids have sort of grown up now, haven't they? They're at that stage where you don't have to be doing everything for them morning, noon and night. So they get their lives back a little bit. So it'd have to change, I think, wouldn't it? That's all right. <laughs> That's how much we want it back. Do you know what? People, I get like mums running up to me in the street going, please don't yes. stop doing Motherland. It is real. I don't there know. was a real need for it, it I think. really, honestly, yeah. when, when everybody found out that there was going to be the Christmas special and I was set this embargo <laughs> thing, embargoed not to be allowed to announce until after midnight on the you know when oh with the BBC do yeah. I think because it, it, it was BBC of course yeah. and I was I honestly at home I was like oh my god you'll never guess what's happening they all thought oh god motherland is a special like, oh. honestly my husband was like what else happened to you? Oh God, yeah. I but mean, was it was it as wonderful to do? God, that's I, that's a really corny question, but it looked like you had the best fun as yeah. well. I mean, oh my God, working with those the other actors in it is because they're all brilliant. The casting is amazing. I, I can't imagine. Like when I did the read through and I saw that Paul Reddy was playing Kevin, and I'd only ever seen him in. Um, Utopia, where he plays a murderer. Mm. And I thought, how is he going to play Kevin? He's a murderer. And now I look at Paul playing Kevin and thinking, how did he ever play a murderer? <laughs> He's so good. 
and Anna's brilliant and I, I sort of feel that hopefully, you know, their brillance rubs off on me a little bit. Hello, and, hello, you are. I'm just no, going to... Yes, no, but yes, you know what I mean? Yes. They're, they're Let me, I can so good and they, they really raise the bar. So you've got to, you know, it, it's just... It's really funny and probably funnier off screen as well than it is on. So there's one of those ones that the bloopers probably are quite funny. Well. There's a lot of moaning. A lot of moaning? About coffee and how cold it is. Yeah. But I'm quite pleased and you're all normal. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah to yeah, that. Yeah. But also you get, so you do get to work, you know, you're saying about Charlie and that your dad laughed at, mm. at Charlie's con, which I love that. It sort of brings it back round yeah. to such a lovely circle. And that Sharon, who's just winning every award yeah. under the sun for her writing. Yeah. And then, of course, Ricky as well yeah. with Afterlife. Oh, clever people! Do you know what? It, when you work with Ricky, you can never work for anyone else ever again. Really? Why? <laughs> because it's so great. Because he, he knows what he wants. You finish early, and you don't do like a thousand takes for every take. Because he's like three takes, and he goes, "Yeah, that's it. We've got it. <laughs> Moving on." And it's just, it's just so easy and. It's fun. It doesn't feel like work at all when you work with Vicky. And then other jobs, it's like there's hundreds of people and it's quite, you know, it can take ages and you think, oh, that's why everyone wants to work with Vicky. But, but, you know, he's brilliant. But but he, um, that was, it was very special, that, that show. Isn't it funny? It's a similar thing to Motherland. I think it was needed. Like, I think mums needed to see other... In, Mom's being incompetent and funny, and so they could go, "Oh, that's me. It's fine. Mm. I can laugh at myself. We are funny, aren't we?" Sort of. It's a relief, and and I think no one's ever done a comedy about grief before. <laughs> You'd think it was impossible, but I think no one talks about grief, and especially uh, with COVID, it was really needed. I think wasn't it? And it, and then again, it was it was a relief that that people were sort of talking about it. But it was extraordinary. It did that. You never felt guilty for laughing when you felt sad and no. you never felt bad that you were crying with with a smile. It, you, there was mm. no guilt ever. And yeah. actually, I, I think the same with Motherland. And actually, can't none of it, you don't, you're not conscious of how you're feeling. Mm. And I think that's a lot of what you do. You feed us, it's a strange analogy, but you feed us the meal that we didn't know that we wanted. <laughs> You do. I love that. Diane Morgan, feed you the meal you didn't know you <laughs> yeah, wanted. But it is. You give it and we just go, oh, I didn't realise that I, I needed, needed that or needed wanted that. I'm like that. a comedy doctor. You are. That's exactly <laughs> what you are. Doctor. You're Dr. Diane Morgan. Oh, a doctor uh, of comedy. Yeah. So with a 15-year-old you, yeah. Did you? is that what you hoped for, that you'd be a doctor? Oh, my God, yeah. That, that was what I dreamed of. I just wanted to do comedy. It's all I wanted to do, you know. What? What? So, what was it to, to for people to laugh or for you? To... I think I, I always found comedy really comforting, you know. They were like, um, I don't know. There's something really. I, I like. I loved Laurel and Hardy. I actually loved them and Morecambe and Wise. You feel a real love for these people because they make you feel better. They make you feel. Uh, like you can cope with life better, you know. You take things less seriously because you go, "Oh, it, it's fine. Nothing's that bad." 
And I suppose maybe deep down I wanted to generate that feeling. I wanted to I wanted to be able to make people feel like that as well. Right, I knew the value of it, I think. It is. It's really important. You were talking about COVID and, and afterlife and how everybody wanted that. And everybody went to, to comedy and went on to iPlayer and, and streamed all of that. But yeah. everybody wanted entertaining. Yeah, they're all trapped indoors. Yeah. And entertain. See, I, I'm... I, I know a lot of people don't like the word, but I think that there is nothing greater than being called an entertainer. You were talking about great entertainers there, Morecambe and Wise and yeah. Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. They were entertainers. Mm. And that's now what you do. Yeah, it's sort of gone out of fashion, hasn't it, the word entertainer? <laughs> no, one's, no one calls each other entertainers anymore. But that's what you do. Entertain. You are. Doctor Entertainment. Can you hear the dog snoring? Snoring. I can. Um, I also, the other thing I really like is that you keep your private life to yourself. You really do. I suppose so. I, I mean, there's nothing sort of sensational about my private life, though. Is <laughs> no, no, but you do. Interested. You and your partner, you, there's a yeah. couple of photos of you, yeah. but you don't do the splash of the, whatever it is. And you... Yeah. and. How do you manage that in this crazy... No time? one's interested in my private life. <laughs> they probably would, but you could certain really magazines... Dull. No, yeah. but certain magazines would want to know all sorts of things. But there's nothing, really. You know, I don't go out very much, so there's nothing, you know... But that's, but I, that's what I'm saying. I applaud you for you just having a completely... Stepping away from all of the craziness, because, like you said, you don't do... Yeah. Red carpets, you don't do any of that stuff. No. I mean, don't get me wrong, I've been to award shows and I'll walk up the red carpet. But I, I'm not like I won't stay for the after party. <laughs> so I'll I'll go a certain way and then I'll be like, oh, that's me done now. There's a lot of fakeness, isn't there? And a lot of, um, you know, I don't know. I just, I just like to, I'd like to do the work. You know, that should speak for itself, shouldn't it, I think. But also you don't do many interviews, so thank you for, for doing this. Because people always, I mean, I hate it, so I won't ask people about their private life unless they talk about it. Yeah. But there's there's a, there's a people devour, there's a fly fly around, that people devour... Um, that Honestly, that snoring, it's the dog, it's not my breathing. It's your stomach. It sounds like me wheezing. It sounds like <laughs> it's your stomach, actually. Um, but, you're, but, but people are, these this day and age, they want to know everything about everybody through social media, through through magazines, through online, however it is. They need. They always seem to want more. And you've managed just to sort of, it's as if you've put your hand up. But I think that's up. reality TV people. They want to know about people that have got extraordinary private lives. I always think like, I don't know, I'm not comparing myself to Julie Walters. Oh, <laughs> she do. She's a genius. I mean, she's, yeah. I mean, but I think someone like her who, she's she's amazing and yet she would always kind of like, famously has a nice private life. You know, sort of like you never hear about her, you know, because she just has a nice like she does the work and then she goes home. She's not she's not falling out of nightclubs. <laughs> Have you ever <laughs> fallen out of a nightclub? Uh, yeah, probably back in Bolton. Uh, See, uh, and no photos. Perfect. Yeah. Keep it out of the photos. Yeah. But the only thing that they do talk about are, are your famous relatives. Hmm. Does that get it? Does that annoy you? No, no. So it doesn't. I mean, no one cares, really, you know. 
Do you think? Do you think they don't? Mm. Yeah. No, it's not that interesting. I don't. <laughs> I love your attitude. I'm trying to think of someone who's got like a really fantastic, like, oh, I want to find out what, you know, what they're doing. Certain people you're like, I'm sure that's quite dull. I just want your work. Yes. But what's interesting is, though, nowadays, and there is obviously a story that has been quite prevalent when you look at all the stuff that's really going on in the world, but people are obsessed with celebrity. Yes. Yeah, yeah, They're obsessed it? with celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the kind of um oh my God. Oh what's gonna happen here? Oh it's the kind of like uh, a morbid fascination and a, and a thank God it's not me. But all reality TV is about people being humiliated now, I think. And I think it's sort of dangerous. There's this fear of like stepping out and doing something a bit different and oh my god what's gonna happen like x factor and all that and people like oh my god they can't sing it's so embarrassing and oh my god look what she's wearing and oh my god oh cringe there's a cringe culture that i can't bear no me neither I can't stand it. I think so it's judgmental. Yeah, it is. Okay, so coming up then, uh, we've got more Kunk, we've got uh, more Mandy. Uh, please, please speak to Sharon about Motherland. Um, <laughs> but I, will you do some... Now, this is a question from my 16-year-old yeah. daughter, who is obsessed mm. with all that you do. Um, she said, even though you wanted to always do comedy acting, would you do the serious stuff as well? Yeah, I would. I would. I have been offered a couple of things. But um, I think one was like a policewoman. <laughs> and I read the lines and I just thought, I can't do this. It was one of those kind of like, this ends now parts. <laughs> so you'd laugh too much. We'd I, laugh. I couldn't take myself seriously, you know, as a, as a copper. Okay. I just feel silly. There's so much about police. It's like a scene policing things. People staring at lakes. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, it all looks the same to me. I just, I just want something different. Okay, know? so something different. But I'd love, like, I'd love to do a drama, but the, but it'd have to be something that I thought was really different and interesting. Okay, well, I, mm. I, whatever you do, we'll be watching. We are with sort of a, a family of super fans. It's slightly oh, scary saying that nice. to your face, but that is true. <laughs> I don't mind coming clean. Um, Diane Morgan, thank you very much. Um, I could actually live with you because I would laugh all day. You <laughs> You'd be so depressed. No. <laughs> You'd be like, why did I want this? All the time. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you. So lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart 
A better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.